Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made in Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at Divine Shirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am here with, uh, I think it's a new band. It's new to me anyway. And, and I know that one of the uh, guests, uh, one of the members of this band has been on the show a few times before, but I think that uh, maybe to start this whole thing off, if the two of you want to introduce what the band is and what each of you do in the band and who you are. Uh, cool. Yeah. So we're a band called uh, Heavy Visions. Um, my name is Gabe. I play guitar, um, bass, and I do vocals as well in the band. And I'm Mac. And I play drums, and I do vocals as well. Cool. And we're uh, Heavy Visions. Yeah. Uh, I like the name, first of all. It's a good name. But how long has this been a thing? I know you have um, you have a couple demos that are out online, and uh, it seems like it's a fairly recent project, though, right? So, funny enough, actually, we've been doing this now for a little over two years. Okay. Um, we were one of those, like, pandemic bands, I guess. Um, we started... Uh, well, I asked Matt to jam like i want to say around like late january early february of 2020 and then there was some scheduling stuff and then of course COVID happened um so we didn't actually end up starting the band until like i think around late june of 2020. Okay. yeah um well there was a so period in there right where there were there's some time you could actually get together for a brief amount of time and then it went back to lockdown yeah, yeah. pretty much and uh it was like yeah the last two shows of 2020 and then there was nothing and then uh, Gabe was like, hey, man, like we used, we used to, uh, our first band was with each other in high school. Oh, cool, cool. And so we played together, we played together in the past and we've been good friends since like 15 years now. Yeah, 15 years we've been good friends. And uh, so Gabe asked me and I was like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm down. So uh, yeah, and then the songs have really kind of uh, developed since then a lot. Yeah, but, I think we've really kind of come into... Um, a sound that we really like um and i think we've kind of got a good grasp on cool what it is we want to do yeah. musically and direction we want to go in i think do you more think or less. do you think that having that kind of long connection with each other helped to keep the momentum going despite the kind of uh frustration of, of covid and of being unable to you know get together and practice or, or jam or anything oh yeah for sure like we had been it, it had been um since we last played together I want to say close to six years um, from from our old high school band that yeah. we played in together, and then when this band started. But I mean, like, like speaking just for myself, like it had been like six years, but it felt like it had been like six days. Like we were just—I don't know—it was weird. We were just like able to just go into it. Like I showed Mac the songs, and he was like, "Okay, I I can play drums on these." <laughs> 
Right on. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't. Know, it's it's uh, like we're 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 pretty close friends. Like, I like even before we were like playing in heavy visions, like we were pretty much best friends. So the chemistry was already there, like our dynamic, and adding music to it just kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. And in like pretty much as long as we've known each other, we've liked the same types of bands okay. and the same type of style. And we kind of wanted to make our own band that kind of made that sound like that. Yeah. And it was like a few weeks ago we were, we were jamming. I'm like, you know, this is the, this is the music that like I wanted to make in high school that we just like didn't uh, get around to it. Well, yeah. And oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say like, and that was um, like, that wasn't even like an intentional kind of thing. Like that wasn't going into this band. We were like, Hey, we're going to reunite what we were doing in high school. It kind of just like, ended up going that way and like i kind of feel like i I hesitate to say that because like i don't want it to sound like we're still stuck in that like high school mindset but like i don't know i mean we just really liked that kind of stuff back then and i guess it's just what comes naturally for us like when we're working together musically and i mean at the end of the day we enjoy what we're doing so well, that's that's really interesting because I've talked about this before recently on the show. I forget who it was with, but there's this kind of idea out there that the music that you you experience when you're a certain age, when you first start getting into music, kind of on your own, that sticks with you no matter what else you get into. Like even if you completely change, you know, if you listen to metal when you're 13 years old, then you get into jazz. The metal thing is still going to be like stuck in your brain as this kind of like uh, essential part of of your music appreciation. So do you think it's part of that? Like you just kind of heard this stuff that influenced you at a really um opportune time and it's just kind of always been in the background there yeah i think so i mean it was definitely in our i think well high school is obviously your your kind of formative year i guess you know personally a lot but like i guess musically as well i mean i don't know how long we had both been playing music for at that point in time but it hadn't been too many years um so i guess you know we were kind of improving on our musical abilities back then while listening to and playing that kind of stuff so that was i guess what sort of stuck musically with us yeah and like myself like learning like when i was learning drums and like learning how to play with people and along to music it was a lot of kind of garage rock like stuff and uh since then like i've played in lots of projects yeah and those those roots kind of stuck so it was it was uh it was kind of perfect that uh, Gabe approached me with this opportunity to try it out again. And I was like, hey, like, like I, I can still do this and I still like it. And I'm like, this still is like super fun to play. Yeah. And I, I just like having fun with music. Like as long as it's fun to play, like I'm down, like sign me up. Is that what you consider this to be? Do you think it's, do you think of it as a garage rock, garage rock project? I'd say, yeah, like, I mean, like I like to keep labels pretty simple. Um, I would say at our core, I would describe us as garage rock. Um, I think we we definitely drift in different songs in different directions. Like um, just off of like the new demo, for example, like one of our songs on the new demo, um, Left Behind definitely drifts a lot into like surf rock territory but like what i describe us as a surf rock band at our core like not really but like that song kind of hits that mark that's not a big Um, leap though i mean really to those two genres there's definite connections yeah yeah. like yeah i think i i guess basically like we kind of have that 
we we really have that kind of core sound i think nailed down but we know how to like what kind of float in the genre of it yeah we know how to like stay within like related genres and like kind of go back and forth between them with whatever fits the song best i guess and we'll have like songs that are kind of like spooky kind of sound like a western soundtrack kind of songs and other songs that are a bit more drivey and or surfy or something like that and I don't know. I feel like it all, like, at the end of the day, all kind of sounds cohesive. Like, we still sound like, even even if every song doesn't sound the same, we still sound like a group, like, yeah. the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's not a huge departure from Truck yeah. Truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, when I was listening, I was listening to both demos today. I listened to them a while, a while back as well, but I was listening to them today before we did this, and I was trying to think of what it sounded like to me. And I mean, no insult by this, but it sounded, the word that I kept coming up with was greasy. It just sounded greasy to greasy. me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know what that means exactly, but it, that was what was going through my head is it sounds greasy, which is not a bad thing. Like, it's just this kind of greasy, no, dirty okay, rock and roll yeah. sound vibe, you know? <laughs>
Are there are there specific bands that you would point to as, as having sort of influenced the two of you that you, you both agree on? Because I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that you both listen to, but are there certain projects that, like, you know, you both say, okay, I can see how this kind of funneled through into what you guys are doing? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, a lot of what we were influenced by back in the day and then what carried over to now was a lot of the... Um, like the early 2010s, I guess, garage rock scene, like okay. uh, Southwestern US, I guess, a lot of bands and artists based then. Um, bands like an artist like uh, Ty Siegel, uh, The OCs, uh, Bass Drum of Death, um, uh, Together Pangea, yeah. um, stuff like that, like kind of like the LA uh, surf punk garage scene yeah. stuff. We kind of describe it almost as like, if anyone's like if you play like GTA Five, like the oh, yeah. the radio station there, Vinewood Boulevard Radio. Okay. It's like <laughs> if we were gonna be in a video game, we'd be we'd have our music on there. We were like playing that game. I was like, man, like one day it would be sick to get on like a like one of our songs to get on like the next game or something on like the radio. Like that'd be kind of cool. Well, it's weird that that's actually a thing that could, that, that could happen to a band now too, right? I mean, like, totally. I, I'm so not a video game guy at all, but I, I remember when I first learned that some of these games had, like, literal radio stations in them, and you could hear all kinds of, like, really good stuff. It's crazy, like, that video games, is just, and it's a very good entry point for a lot of people too, to, to hear stuff for the first time. is just gaming, and they just suddenly discover some band that, like, they never would have heard otherwise. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's super, like, inspirational too, because, like, a lot of... I, I feel like it's the same way how like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games like got a lot of people into like those songs yeah. that were playing on that. It's kind of hit the same, uh, I guess, vibe with us because we're like, oh well, like these songs that we like are on like a pretty like mainstream platform being played by millions of people across the world. Yeah, like who's just like, let's make music like this. And like, there's obviously a market for it. There's obviously people who like, like this stuff. And uh, like, oh, it's just like a cool direction to go in. Mm-hmm. Are there other other bands locally that you think kind of fit that that vibe? Not necessarily the same sound as what you do, but I mean, it seems like it's kind of nebulous, right? Because you could fit in with punk bands. Not that there's a ton of surf bands, but you could obviously fit in with surf bands. You know, you could potentially play with just a straight ahead rock and roll band too. Like it's not that much of a stretch, right? What you're doing. So, like, do you kind of see uh, a place where you fit in locally? Um, I think we'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of like I don't know. Like, I know there's lots of, like, kind of garagey bands in Winnipeg. Like, off the top of my head, uh, Mulligrab, yeah. uh, House Panther, stuff like that. I feel like bands like that we'd be stoked to play with. There's probably tons of newer bands that we don't, like, personally know that we'd be down to play shows with or uh, connect with somehow. Um, and I, I guess that's the, the thing with being, like, a COVID band. You don't, you're, not, you're not really sure, like who like knows about you yet so. yeah yeah well yeah, because it's all new it's new for everybody right there's this kind of like yeah. reset and everyone's sort of starting over or just introducing themselves for the first time totally which well, makes this a great opportunity so. yeah, yeah, for sure for sure yeah yeah because i mean like as far as anyone else anyone knows you're you're starting at the same place as everyone else is you having to you know whether it's rebuild or, or just completely start fresh you're still all kind of competing for the same the same potential audience right totally yeah what um what's the the plan with the demos? I mean, you have two demos out. Is that uh, like a prelude to releasing a, an album or an EP or something? Or are you just sticking with the demo format uh, for now? Well, 
I think for now, so we're like, it's just the two of us in the band for now. Yeah. Um, we actually started the band as a trio. We had a, a friend of ours, uh, his name's Steve, who played guitar in the band for the first nine-ish months. Okay. Um, so the band was actually not not meant to be a duo. Um, we were thinking it was going to be a four-piece, um, but we kind of dropped down to being um, being a duo for now, but still kept the recordings within, like, we still record as if it was a four-piece. Yeah, with overdubs so and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the demos right now are kind of like, um, I guess, making up for, like, we haven't played any shows live yet, but we still want to give people, like, the authentic taste of, like, what it is we're trying to do rather than just, like, play shows as a duo and, you know, the songs aren't fully in a live setting what they what we want them to sound like. So, I mean... Um, I guess like we put out the two demos for now, right now, I think we're, we're working on hopefully getting an EP out maybe by the end of this year, early next year, hopefully. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the demos were just more of a way of like making up for just like the situation and like, you know, it just being the two of us for now and, and all that. Yeah. And like, um, uh... Like during COVID, we had lots of time to just write and course, work yeah. things out. And another thing, it's like keeping the bubble, I guess, lower too during those times. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you're limited. Just like you can't have more than a couple people at the most anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Which which makes it hard, especially when like you're trying to meet more musicians or get people interested in the band. Um, nowadays, it's opened up a lot, obviously. And uh, we are looking for more members to join uh like a bass player a guitar player yep. um so if anyone's listening and they're interested hit us up uh but yeah the demos like gabe said giving it like a taste of what we want to sound like the direction we kind of want to go into so people can be like oh yeah like i get it yeah and uh like not being able to play shows doing doesn't mean you don't have to do uh like you don't want to like waste time right so if we can't play a show, what can we do? Okay, well, we can record demos. So we did them in the basement. We did two demos. What else can we do? We could make a music video. Let's yeah. do those. Yeah. And uh, just, like, trying to keep making stuff, even with, like, limitations kind of in place. And then, uh, I don't know, kind of get the ball rolling and see where it leads us a little bit. Cool.
assuming you will get other members because I mean, there's a lot of people who play music in the city, but if you didn't, if you, if you ended up stuck as a two-piece, are these songs playable as a duo? Or, or would you have to rework them considerably? Or would, would you be able to do some kind of version of them as a duo? Like? I mean, yeah, we're, like, we're kind of looking right now at the possibility of like just trying to play shows as a duo okay. so we have a few like a few of our songs that we know probably will will work as a duo like they'd have to be reworked maybe a little bit but like not too much but like some songs of ours that are on the demos like just would not sound right being right. played without the other instruments but i mean it's fine like we'll you know we're we're pretty adaptable i think yeah like a lot of the newer because that when I guess you had some songs like ready when I was kind of getting into it yeah. a little bit. So a lot of like the newer songs, like the last six months to a year that we wrote have been just us two, like writing them. Okay. So to us, I don't know. They just kind of have those parts. They don't really have the other parts and like we can make them work as a two piece. And uh, I thought you were talking to uh, Nick from house Panther like a week ago. And we were saying how we were kind of like, we're, we're looking to get out and play shows. And even if we have to play as like a two piece, he was yeah. like, well, if you can go out and like nail it as a two piece and like sound super solid, that would be like even more like, uh, um, what's the word for it? That'd be like even more like enticing to someone like listening sure. yeah. to be like, Oh, like they can nail it as a two piece. Like, are they looking for another member? Like let's add some bass in there. Let's, let's see what, like what can happen. And which is like, you never know what's going to happen. So it's good to, I don't know. I'm down to play as a two piece just to see like who might be listening in the crowd and yeah. who's interested, you know? Yeah. That's, and at least if you, if you're able to pull it off too, you know, you have that in your back pocket going forward. Right. So if, if something comes up and you haven't solidified a band yet, at least, you know, you can, you can pull it off as a, as a duo. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I mean, um, with the two demos and everything, what's the best way for people to track you down and hear what you're doing? Uh, we're, we just put actually yesterday, we combined our two demos on Spotify. So those are on there now. They're all, well, they're on Spotify, Apple music. Um, I don't know what all, all, all the things yeah. that, uh, distro kid will put us up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's, yeah. Streaming's out there. Our band camp is there. Um, uh, we have a YouTube channel with yeah. uh, a couple music videos on there. What else we got? We got Instagram is kind of our main or only yeah. social media. Like we're not on Facebook, we're not on Twitter or anything. We're just on just on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's probably the best way to like find us. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to our Instagram. We got a link there, and it has all like the other links attached to it. So. Mm-hmm. That was how I found your Bandcamp the first time. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if someone uh, Instagram is probably the best way to find out about potential upcoming shows uh, in future and and new recordings and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I'm, I was going to ask earlier. I'm glad that you did the whole two piece thing has been been cleared up because I know Mac, you have experience playing in two piece bands before, and yes. I was wondering if this was like an aesthetic you were going for or something. But uh, no, <laughs> it, no. it makes more sense. But <laughs> but you do still have kind of the the, the split between you know uh, on some tracks one of you singing, some tracks the other two, the other one singing. Is that something that was uh, always sort of part of the plan? Is to have both of you sort of taking the lead on, on different tracks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like. I don't know. When I joined, it wasn't like I wasn't gonna be like I need to sing or anything. It was kind of just like I just really like that part of be like being uh, 
I guess, like writing in a band. Yeah. Like being a part of like the whole creative process in it. And uh, I don't know. I liked, I liked that Gabe was like, yeah, totally. If you want to like uh, try out a song or think of lyrics for a song, like go for it. And uh, I don't know. It, I, 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 I think it's nice because uh, I don't know. It's nice to express yourself creatively when you're a drummer. You don't really get to sing a lot. So yeah. I, I, I've always liked doing that. So I guess that's a bit of a something I had to just bring into it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I've always, like, I've always liked the idea of, like, bands with more than one singer. Like, I don't know. I just think that, like, it adds a little bit more variety to it. Not that there's anything wrong with having only one singer, but, like, um, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, you kind of get like a different little bit of personality on a different song, depending on who's singing it, who's writing the lyrics. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I think it's just a fun way to kind of collaborate on that, but it definitely adds some more variety. Yeah. In the mix. And kind of like we both, I guess we write about different things or have different like, uh, writing styles with the lyrics. So I guess it kind of adds that kind of diversity within like like I'll, I'll sing on one song out of the yeah, out of the record or something and that one will be a little different just because i don't know i read in a weird way
do you feel that, I mean, aside from obvious, the obvious part of, of the vocals being different, do you think, do you feel that there's kind of a, like a sign upon listening that, oh, this, this is one, this, this is, this is his song, this is my song, this is his song. Like, is it obvious to you that as soon as you hear it, it'd be like, oh, this song is going to be, or as soon as a riff gets come up with or something, like, is, is there a way that songs sort of devo- develop into one of you doing the lyrics and vocals, or do you bring them kind of fully formed? Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think I, I get, I get what you're asking. Um, like basically the way that most of the writing is done for the band is like, it usually starts off with like the rhythm guitar and the drums. Um, sometimes I'll already have like a structure written out or like at least like a loose kind of structure. Um, other times I might have just like a chord progression, but it always starts with just that. Okay. And then we kind of build the song from there. Lyrics are usually the last part of what we add in, but I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. it's kind of tough. Like sometimes I like sometimes when I'm when I'm working on these parts, like you know, I'm coming up with the chord progression. I already kind of have like an idea in my head of what the vocals should be, or like some like lines of the lyrics. So then I'll just kind of take the lead on there. But then other times, like I'm just focused on the instrumental part and then i just asked mac if he wants to come up with something i can't think of anything mac do you want to sing this? <laughs> no, no, i will say i will yeah. say on the most recent demo our song world gone gray this guy wrote the rhythm guitar on yeah. there and the lyrics and everything very cool and that song is like the crown jewel of that demo so and I, it was it was nice that i mean like i was like trying to I don't know, I'm trying to write more music during COVID and like, I'm, I'm, I'll always be a drummer, but I, I like music. I like making music. Uh, and it was, it was nice that like, I wrote like a sad song and Gabe was like, yeah, we can totally add that to the band. And then we like, I show Gabe how to play it on guitar and then Gabe plays it better. And then we, we figure out how to add drums to it. And I'm like, okay, now I have to figure out how to sing with the drums. Yeah. And then it slowly kind of comes together. And then when it's done, like, I almost have, like, this imposter syndrome. Like, I didn't write this song. <laughs> like, this doesn't sound like the song I originally wrote, but it is, I guess it is my song. But, no, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, it's nice. I really like working with Gabe because it's, he's just so creative. Like, he's got a really good, uh, he knows what he wants to write about like this the the songs what what they ha- what they uh sound like in his head and he's good at uh i can't talk today <laughs> he's good at taking what's in his head and putting it through the guitar right and uh i can appreciate that and i'm glad to be a part of it <laughs> well that's just about one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me um yeah, and I mean, I on that same note, I love playing with Mac. I've I haven't really done a lot like musically, like in the scene or anything. Um, the peak prior to this of my musical career was playing in our high school band together. I had a few failed attempts at starting bands over the years, but uh, I've never quite clicked with anyone like I have with Mac. So I was very happy when he was on board with. Uh, doing this project um i would not be or this project would not be where it is without him so yeah very grateful to be playing together we're both just stoked to be playing music yeah 